0: Thanks for tuning in to episode number two of the one-on-one podcast with Jay and Jake, sponsored by AR Hoops. Be sure to stay updated on all of the latest high school basketball news and information by visiting us at arhoops.com. To bring you up to speed on a few of the events coming up in the state of Arkansas, November 26th, the Holiday Hoop Fest is going to happen in Bentonville. December 3rd, the NEA Next Level Showcase will take place in Jonesboro, followed by the Natural State Hoop Fest on December 17th in Jonesboro. The Martin Luther King Basketball Showcase will take place in Little Rock, Arkansas on January 14th. All teams and their respective matchups have already been posted at arhoops.com. Dates and times for our elite camp, our team camp, and other individual camps will be posted soon. Basketball never stops at AR Hoops. Today on the show, we're talking the KD-Russ relationship, and we're talking can Russell Westbrook Actually, average a triple double. Let's get to the show. I I I I I I I I I we might actually be committed to this
1: I think we might be man I think we might be on to something it's
0: pretty exciting um for us and for the listeners because now I think we're gonna give people more reasons not to work on Friday
1: that's right gotta gotta listen to Jay and Jake
0: every Friday you're gonna be listening to us instead of working and it'll probably work out good because during basketball season it's not like we go to bed early anyways
1: Right. No, I think I went to bed at like 1 1:30 1 last night cuz whenever TNT broadcasts a game, you got to watch inside the NBA. You can't watch the game without watching Shaq and and Chuck and Kenny. Right,
0: right. So you put the bed you you put the kid to bed at what? 8
1: yeah, 8.30, and sometimes he likes to fight it a little bit. He's getting to the age now where he likes to watch a little bit more sports.
0: So. Hey, that's good. You can't make that nine. as a dad. Oh, no. No,
1: as long as he wants to watch sports, I keep him up as long as he wanted to. But, you know, Mama's got her rules. I was about to say, I don't think Mama would like that too much.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, today's going to be good. We got some uh, getting into it a little more. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're getting a little more game a few more games, and kind of really seeing what. what guys have and uh, teams are starting to kind of figure themselves out a little bit.
0: Oh, yeah. Maybe the most relevant thing right now outside of the NBA landscape, uh, I should say, was the most recent event at the Arkansas women's basketball game where a group of the ladies who play for the team uh, knelt during the national anthem, which has been a pretty common theme in sports lately and um, I figured we could discuss it just a little bit and see, you know, where we're both at on that. And
1: uh... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with with something like that, you know, people are kind of, the Arkansas fan base is, you know, divided down the middle right now. You have, you know, one extreme or the other where, you know, you have some people calling for these, you know, these young ladies scholarships and uh, saying that Jimmy Dyke should be fired or, you know, they're just overreacting to it. And, and they're completely missing the point. You know, with, with the kneeling of the national anthem, I think that, you know, protesters are meant to ruffle some feathers, first of all. Oh, yeah. They're meant to get the conversation going. And so, although you might not agree with the act, try to look past it and focus on the message. Oh, I agree. Of what they're trying to say.
0: I agree. And here, here's my stance here. A, I'm never going to actually understand the underlying reason, you know, I'm never going to. So for me, as a respect thing, I have friends who do, I have friends who understand that I can talk to and say, hey, instead of not understanding it and jumping the gun and calling for scholarships, you know, I want to, I want to learn more about it. And uh, number two Look at the history of the United States. Anything good and positive that has ever happened for our country coming out of a hole into um, a better situation has come from some sort of protesting method. You know, that's from Abraham Lincoln to the American Revolution, where we actually gained the independence to have the rights to kneel during the national anthem, if I might add. Uh, Martin Luther Mm -hmm. King, you know, it goes far beyond any racial issues um, and goes into change and yeah so while i may disagree with the platform of the where they're protesting i don't disagree with the protest itself and i definitely don't agree with calling for scholarships and people saying they're never going to support the the team again and uh and anything of that nature
1: and and i completely respect that and i and i agree with you and i've even told my friends whenever colin kaepernick first did it i said Although it wouldn't be my method, but who am I to tell him how to protest? Right. You know, he he's trying to get a message out there. And if if that's the best way he knows how to do it and that's the best way these ladies know how to do it, then so be it. I mean, the message is the same. The message isn't going to change just because the protests change. Right. You know, and they even had a press conference after the game saying that they weren't trying to disrespect any um, veterans or they weren't disrespecting the flag. It was simply to get their message out there. And for the young ladies all had ties, direct ties to either law enforcement or the military. Right. My- and everyone who's calling for their scholarships don't know that. They're just looking on the surface level. They just see that they're kneeling. And instead of trying to learn more about why they're kneeling or what their message is or more about their situation, they're just reading blogs. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So, uh, I think my biggest disagreement with doing it on the sports platform is in my opinion, sports, all sports are the one, the sole thing in this world that can bring people of all races, all nationalities, all political beliefs, any, any differences aside, sports is the one thing on this earth that everyone comes together for the common good. They come together for their but, time.
1: But what better platform to use than something that brings everybody together Right. Your, so your message can re- reach right. everyone. Right. And if they didn't play sports, they wouldn't have that platform. What platform would they have without that respect of sports? That's true. Sport? That's
0: true. I, I just look at it from the perspective, I guess from my perspective, as I don't look at things that way. When I, see the, when I see the kneeling, when I see the protests, like I don't have those racial issues in my life. So for me as a sports fan, I'm coming together with all these people from these different cultures, rooting for the same goal. You know, I see everyone like that. And so mm-hmm. I guess I get the sense of, well, why do, we, why do we as sports fans who are already coming together for the common good, have to be the ones who see this when we may not be the ones who need to see this, but I understand your point as well. Um,
1: but see, I think that everyone needs to right.
0: see it. I mean, I,
1: because how 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 can things change if we all aren't aware and if we all aren't thinking about it or if we are all aren't talking about it? I mean, look at what look what they've done already. I mean, they have probably you know there's two million people in Arkansas and probably eighty percent of them have seen or heard or have talked about what they what these six young women have done.
0: Right. Oh, there's thousands of people that have read and seen and watched the videos and everything that they're posting on the internet about it, which is a good thing, and uh, yeah. and I think change is a good thing. And uh, I mean, I've been playing basketball yeah. my whole life. I played with you. I played with I um, mean a bunch of other guys. So uh, again, that's that's nothing that that I would take the the other hand of. But uh, uh, right. I, I and
1: at the end of the day, it's all about awareness, and that's what that's what they've done. Yeah. And I think they've got they've gotten the conversation started or a little gotten a little more in depth in, in our state and it's even reaching the national level. So at the end of the day, it's
0: about respect. In my yeah. opinion, it's about respect. You respect each other in the first place. You don't, this stuff doesn't happen. You respect each other when they're doing it, then you might learn and you might resolve the issue as in general. Um, but, you know, throwing their season tickets in, calling for their scholarships, you know, that's not really a respectful thing. Um, I can see the side from the veterans from the veterans' point of view, uh, you know I've been mm-hmm. to a lot of NBA games, Grizzly season tickets. You know you see a military homecoming all the time, and you got to think, you know, what do those people think? And obviously, I don't get the right. chance and, to ask those people. I mean, I don't. So,
1: and and I've actually seen a lot of veterans side on this or be on the side of Cabernet or whoever decides to kneel because they're fighting for their right to do that. So if you're going to fight for a right and then tell me I can't use that right, then why are you fighting in the first place? Right.
0: And we pro- I mean, the American Revolution started as a protest and it ended up with independence. And so that's kind of where these freedoms came from. And uh, and you have to stand behind that point, at least if you're going to be in this country and you're going to love this country, then I feel like that at least you have to stand behind the point of we understand that protests aren't bad things. Right. So. Yeah. Well, anyway. Absolutely. All right. That's good. Uh Let's talk about some NBA.
1: Let's do so it. Let's, let's get to it. We're
0: one podcast week in. So, in podcast weeks and podcast days, let's <laughs> run down what we witnessed during this past week. Three different things. Okay. We're doing both statements. Let's just do our, just run it, just run down this week. What's your, what's the okay. first thing that you saw this week?
1: First thing I saw, James Harden is going to go from being the best shooting guard in the league to the best point guard in the league by the end of the season. Oh, oh, he is. Yes, he's 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 well on his way. He's averaging 32, 12 and a half assists, seven rebounds, shooting 50% from the field and 40% from the three, and he's doing things similar to to Russell Westbrook, but he's doing it more efficiently. And if he's able to do that, and he can shoot it like he can shoot it, and score like he can score, then you can't name a better point guard, in my opinion.
0: You think he can carry him all the way? You think he can carry him to the playoffs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'll be
1: fighting for that eight spot. I don't know. I don't. I'd have to see more more of a sample size. But right now, I'm saying no. But
0: you never know. Don't
1: count him out. You never know. Never know. Never. Know.
0: Biggest thing I saw: way too many big men shooting three pointers.
1: Oh my god! And I say you got too many like it's out bad. There shooting I
0: say too many like it's bad, but I witnessed in Memphis death by Mark Gasol dagger at the last second from about 26 feet. You, <laughs> I stood up and just looked. I did not know what to do. You, like you don't know what to do when big men, seven foot three people, are out there shooting NBA threes. It's a whole new era of you basketball.
1: Don't, you don't get more center than Mark Gasol. You don't get more of a big man than that. If you you drew up a big, it would be Martin Gasol. He's a big dude who's strong, who finishes over both shoulders, uh, can block shots. I mean, he's a prototypical big man, and now he's out there shooting threes. Yeah,
0: and so is Joel Embiid. and, And understandably, Porzingis is not a stereotypical center, but he's still seven feet tall, and he still shoots threes, and that's still nearly impossible to defend. So yeah. that was my big thing. Yep. What's number two?
1: Number two, Cleveland Cavaliers. They're going to have the best record in the NBA and have home court advantage throughout the playoffs. I think LeBron is on a mission. I think Kyrie's on a mission. I think they've learned how to win, and I think they're going to carry it throughout the season. They also are they're going to know how important it is once they get to the finals to have that extra game at home.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I agree. And that, that was my number three, but I'll bump that up to number two. Uh, my number two point was Cleveland is absolutely, without a doubt, going back to the finals as the best team in the NBA. And I agree with that. I agree that they, they're slowly working out their pecking order, I think, behind LeBron.
1: Man, they are in midseason form already. I mean, if you watch how they move the ball on the offensive end, it's, I mean, they, they're playing beautiful basketball. Kevin Love really isn't shooting the ball very well right now, but they're getting him all the open shots in the world. So, if they continue to do that and he gets it going and, and they, that chemistry conti- uh, continues to build, like I said, I think they're going to have the best record in the NBA. And they're the last undefeated right now,
0: too. I think we're about to see a different era of LeBron. I think he's got a weight lifted off his shoulders. I think he's about to be doing a whole lot more than he used to. The passes that he's making, things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All right, number three.
1: Number three either Sean Livingston or Andre Iguodala won't finish the season as a Golden State Warrior. One of them is gonna get traded, and I'll tell you why. Their bench right now isn't what it was last year. Last year, there was their, their biggest advantage was that second unit could come in and extend leads, not just maintain them or lose them the game. They were actually extending leads and taking pressures off of that first five. Well, now you add Kevin Durant in there with that rotation, they can have one or two of their stars on the floor at all times, and so you really don't need, you know, those two assets. What they need is another big. So you have to leverage those assets to go get you another big, maybe package them with a young talent like Ian Clark, and uh, and go get you a big man that can that can uh, man your man your middle.
0: So do you think they go? Iggy, you think they go Livingston? You think they? Who do you think they get rid of?
1: I think they get rid of Livingston. I think there's more of a need for point guards out there than than what Iggy brings. I think Livingston can actually be a starting point guard in the league. If Iggy was a starter in the league, he wouldn't make much of a difference on a team.
0: Right. Sometimes you hear, get rid of the old guy, keep the keep the young guy. So uh, yeah. Interesting. My number three, the Bulls might be good. <laughs> Man, they might be. Right I, now they're, I tell you what. They are second in rebounds. They're fourth in assists. They're third in three point percentage. Oh they God. have eleven players playing over fifteen minutes a game. They're deep.
1: I the think Bulls they've already made to be good. <laughs> they've made more threes this season already than I expected them to the whole season. Like especially Dwayne Wade, I think. You know, that first game, what do you make, like three or four threes or something like that? He made like seven all of last year. It's like, it's ridiculous. I don't know what happened, but they went and bought them a jump shot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it had to have been his, his R&R. He feels comfortable in, in Chicago. Yeah. Him and Rondo yeah. and Butler are comfortable together. And they could very well make their own interesting big three. And uh, I think the Bulls are gonna are gonna exceed expectations. Two of their three wins right now are by 17 and 30.
1: They're- man, I just it'll be interesting to see if they can keep it up. If if Dwayne Wade can stay healthy, if uh, if Jimmy Butler can stay healthy, and you know even Rondo's had his health issues, so it'd be interesting to see. I still think they need another shooter. I don't think you know it's only been four or five games.
0: Dougie McBuckets. Uh, anybody
1: can. Anybody can get hot for four or five games. Come and see me at game 50 and let's talk about where the Bulls are.
0: They're playing Denzel Valentin a little by game 50. What is he going to do? Nothing. (laughs) But he's a fresh body. Yeah. Speaking of good teams, we got to watch KD and Russ go at it last night. Um, Two teams that were... I think this game was really overhyped, 100% because of KD and Russ. I think it was well known that the Warriors were about to dub him, they were about to come in Uh and kill him, but the KD-Russ phenomenon is a story that I'm anxious to follow.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, without a doubt, I mean, and they did their part to kind of keep it going too with, you know, KD and his his article that he had come out, kind of throwing a couple of shots at, at OKC and Russ. And I don't care what he says. You can't say something like, oh, well, it's nice to play basketball on a selfless team or, uh, you know, I thought I knew how to play basketball, but now I'm playing it the right way or anything like that without us automatically assuming that you're comparing it to the only other situation you've been in <laughs> in Oklahoma City. So we're going to automatically assume that, you know, you are on a selfish team and playing, you know, basketball with a selfish player. So he had to know that as he was making those statements. Uh, But last night, man, it was, he was on another planet. Like he was in another world. He just blacked out and there's nothing you can do with a seven foot guard. (laughs) Who's, you know, starts out the game five for five from three and pulling up in transition. Like, there's nothing you can do with that,
0: uh, nothing at oh, all. Oh no! And and Kerr told the reporter afterwards that they they drew that up. They wanted him to just run into that three point shot, and that was gonna set the tone. And he hit it, God. and then he hit another one, and then another another one. one. And then, then he got dunked on and got pissed off, <laughs> and it
1: was, and that was that was ball game. He did. That was ball game. And then I tell you something else that hurt that game too. Billy Donovan, I don't know what he was thinking, but he took Russ out at the end of the first quarter, and when okay, and Go to State started going on a run. And I kept expecting. I was like, okay, he'll call a timeout here. Nothing. They scored again. Okay. He'll call a timeout. I'll expect you to see Russ go up, get up, go to the scores table, check back in. No. He let them finish the quarter, get within one. Then I was like, okay, they still got the lead. Get Russ back in there. He had – at that point, Russ had it going. I mean, he, he started off the game. He had Steven Adams rolling. They had their pick-and-roll game going. Um, he had his little mid-range uh, going. He was attacking well. And then Russ was on the bench until the nine-minute mark of the second quarter. And by that time, they were down fifteen. So, So, like I said, I have no idea what Billy Donovan was thinking, leaving Russ on the bench for that long.
0: So, if you're a coach, do you you sacrifice the fact that you probably know that you're going to get beat in this game just to keep Russ out there, to let him have a day?
1: You know, it's not even about leaving Russ out there to let him have a day. It's to keep your team competitive. Like, you see a team going on a run as a coach, your job, you're getting paid millions millions of dollars to keep your team in games and to win games. He didn't give his team the best chance to win. His best, his best player and best playmaker was on the bench for way too long while the Warriors went on a 22-3 to run.
0: Yeah, pouting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was reading so many articles coming into this game about how they were going to act, what they were going to do. Are they going to shake hands? Or are they going to you know, give each other nugs before the game starts? Are they going to talk at all? And it's just, yeah. as a basketball player, as a competitive guy, no. You yeah, have to know absolutely. that they're gonna yeah. come in. They're not gonna talk to each other. They're gonna do they're gonna be doing everything they can to psych each other out. And for a little bit yeah. eh. for a little bit, I thought Kevin was I thought he was going to make the attempt to go talk to him because in the past week or so he's made some comments to the media about, you know, like I love Russ's family. They know that. We're brothers, we've been playing <laughs> together. And then you look at it. Trying it's to like, soften the blow. Right, trying to soften the blow a little bit. But when you look at it, they did both get drafted together and they started in seattle together so these guys went through an entire franchise change not just like a trade they had to literally leave the area go to a new area and build a franchise from the ground up for eight years and i was looking at this they played 652 games together I don't know anybody that I've played 652 <laughs> games with. I don't think I've played 652 <laughs> games of pickup with somebody.
1: I was just about to say that have you played 652 games in your lifetime? No,
0: I don't think I could throw together my baseball games and my basketball games and my soccer games when I was 4 and 5 and even come close <laughs> to 652. Yeah. So, I mean, they still have a connection. And that they, they are one of they're both upset, I think.
1: Yeah. And you got to look at their personalities too. Russ is not the type of dude that's going to, you know, be, uh, you know, lovey dovey or showing affection right before tip off anyway, no matter who it is. And then KD's not the type to go get out of his comfort zone to go try to engage Russ, knowing that there's a really good chance that Russ is going to reject him. So there's that. That wasn't even a possibility of that happening of that whole embrace before the game thing like they just I threw that out the window you know whenever I saw the game on the schedule but I think that eventually they'll get over it because think about these dudes are going to play on the all-star team together Oh yeah. so they're going to have to on all-star weekend they're going to have to practice together I didn't think
0: about that that's good
1: they're going to have to play together and then with team USA if they both go to Tokyo together Because they'll both still be young enough to go. So eventually they're going to have to, they're going to talk it out and work it out. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take.
0: I see this situation as kind of lining up with uh, one of your college buddies that you've been boys with for a long time and you go through all the college memories with. And then when y'all both get out into the real world, he gets married and you don't. And he did. And Katie's not married. And Russ is Mm -hmm. married. And so he's got his own family. He's hanging out with his wife. Saturdays are no longer for the boys with Russ, with Russell Westbrook. And, you know, KD is still a bachelor. You know, he's a, I mean, and and so you can't, A, you can't blame him for, you can't blame him for going and doing his own thing. When, especially when he's like, I, there's so much, there's so much more that I can do. I don't know yet. And Russ is like, you know, I'm kind of happy where I'm at in life. I don't really have any reason to leave. So it's kind of like, I I don't think I don't even think it's that he
1: left because I honestly think that Russ was planning to leave. Like I think the only reason Russ stayed is because KD left, and I think once KD left, Russ saw the opportunity. Like, well, I'm gonna get my own team. They're gonna love me. You know, I'm gonna get the extension, and he still might leave after next year because he only signed a technically a one year extension. So once he gets his money, there's I mean, it's not. Completely out of the realm of possibility that he's gonna leave, and if he leaves, it'll be completely justifiable because look what he's working with in Oklahoma City. So he'll be looked at as the guy that tried to make it work after KD left, and now you know it's not gonna work. So I'm gonna leave and and go and take my shot. And so OKC okay, will forever love Westbrook for because he stayed when KD left. No matter even no matter if he ends up leaving or not.
0: And then when Westbrook actually does leave, the whole city cries.
1: Yeah. Okay. And they just But my original their my original point my original point was that um I don't even think it's the fact that KD left. I think it was where he went to. They had just lost to them after blowing a 3 1 lead. So obviously they were there. OK had just made it a made a trade for Victor Oladipo, uh Sabonis and uh Ilya Sova. So they had gotten better. They had a roster that could compete with Golden State, and then it's he didn't call him. He texted him to tell him after this decision was already made that he was leaving. So right. I think all of that just played a part into Russ being extremely pissed off and he has a right to be.
0: Oh, yeah. It was a giant Jenga game, and KD finally pulled the wrong one. So, uh, But staying in OKC, the other day, mm-hmm. as of yesterday, he was averaging 38, 11, and 10. Yeah. Today, that's down to 34, 10, and 9.
1: <laughs> it's down. So
0: <laughs> can he actually average a triple-double?
1: No. Absolutely not.
0: You don't think Absolutely so? Absolutely You not. don't even think it's possible? If,
1: I will say this. If he can make it past the all-star break, and he's still completely 100% healthy, hasn't lost his step, his body hadn't worn down, he hadn't missed any game because of injury, he has a slight chance just because he's going to have the ball in his hands so much and he's so aggressive crashing the glass that he has a, he has a chance. And it also depends on how many minutes he plays. But I just don't think his body's going to hold up at that pace for that long and playing at that high of level. So no i don't think he can average triple double i think he'll come close i think he'll end up averaging somewhere in the neighborhood of 31 32 8 and or i guess 31 32 maybe like 11 assists and maybe seven or eight rebounds i think he'll come close but i don't think he can actually do it
0: i think the assists might be more of a worry than the rebounds because well think about it he doesn't have that great of a supporting cast and when you're you have to rely on a few of those just little gimme assists during the game. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you have to, you, He has good, he's gonna have to rely on his team to be constantly producing behind him. So even if he is making it, even if he, he his body is making it these, these 82 games or whatever, playing 38 minutes a game, it's what he's doing right now, which last year he averaged 34 minutes a game. So it's yeah. not that big of a step up, but over 82 games, those minutes still do add up. Um, but I think there's a lot to rely on with assists, too, with his team.
1: Uh, yeah, I can see that. Well, he averaged 10, 10 and a half last year, but granted, he played with KD, so, I mean, that was probably, you know, a good three or four assists per game right there, but a lot of Russ's assists are little dump downs to the big once he attacks because he literally attacks, draws two or three defenders, and hands the ball off to Steven Adams or, or Cantor. Yeah. And so he's probably going to do that, you know, four or five times a game. And then if he can just get, you know, those transition assists or, cause he's going to get it. He's going to get the touches. I saw, I heard a stat the other day. He had, he's averaging like 117 touches per game and nobody else is averaging over 95. <laughs> like, that's unreal. His, so he has the ball in his hands.
0: His usage rate, his know. true usage rate is going to be off the charts this year.
1: Oh yeah. It's going to be unbelievable. Him and James Harden, both. They are both are going to be – I mean, they might break the NBA record uh, for usage rate this year.
0: Oh, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, I was looking in – so, out of their five games they played so far, the three games that he has a triple-double against are the Lakers, the Suns, and the Sixers. Garbage. The Clippers yeah. are a decent team. And we're about to find out even more so tonight, because they play in Memphis, and we're about to see what – Uh, this new Grizzlies era has in store for LA. And so, but he had, he had 35, six and five against the Clippers. And then last night against a good Warriors team, a great Warriors team, he failed again. So I don't think he can do it. I don't think, I think there's more than just the physicality, you know, the, the rest and uh, his body part. I think that he's already shown two times that against good teams, he might not be able to pull this off. So, um, mm-hmm. there's no way that he can combine but that. With,
1: how many how many teams are good
0: in the NBA in the west?
1: Are just in the NBA period.
0: Define good. Clippers are better. Clippers or better. Uh the Hornets. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Hornets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My, my whole point is there are way more bad teams than there are good teams in the NBA. I think
0: so, too. I just had to point out that so far the question is, can, can he average the triple-double? Can he keep going? And Bottom line is no. Bottom line is no. Uh, the only other person to ever do it is Oscar Robinson in 61, and I think there's a reason that that record has never been broken, and we're playing a different style of basketball now, and I just don't think it's going to happen. And did Oscar Robson play 82
1: games? Did they play 82 they games? They played 80. I
0: looked that up the other day 80. because I wanted to find um, out too because I was like, if they played 50 or something, different ball game. Yeah. But they played 80. Right. They played 80. They did play 80. Okay. That was the first year they played 82 and he did that. And he averaged a triple double. That's unbelievable. Insane. All right. So what we're going to do in the coming weeks is we're going to do – we're going to pick five games every weekend. We're going to do a little pick em. And if you guys yeah. are listening want to join along with the pick'em's and – and and try to uh, be better than us. Uh, by all means, you, you won't. can try.
1: Uh, you won't. So, Good luck.
0: So we're gonna do two from two for tonight, two for tomorrow, one on Sunday. Uh, usually a, sh- a short slate on Sunday. So uh, tonight, Grizz, Clippers. Clippers come to Memphis.
1: Clippers at the Grizz. Okay uh give me the grizz by four grizz by four grizz by four okay Uh, could be a little bit of bias there but i always like a good clippers grizz game
0: oh yeah it's gonna be close and it's gonna be physical and i'm it's gonna be packed more than both of those things so uh are you going yes i'm leaving actually here in just a Couple hours, so getting down there early, gonna have a little fun. Go to go watch some NBA. Get home late. Uh, I've got the Grizz by eight. I think it's going to come down to fouling at the end of the game, uh, stopping the clock, shooting from free throws. Grizz are shooting seventy five percent from the line. I think they got it. Um, okay. Spreads negative five in favor of the Clippers, which is interesting. But um, I've got the Grizz winning hmm. by between between six and ten. Um, okay. Knicks at Bulls.
1: Knicks at Bulls. Ooh. That is an ugly game. Okay. Give me Bulls by seven. Bulls by seven. Give me Bulls by seven.
0: So is this your way of saying the Knicks aren't good?
1: (laughs) No, this is my way of saying that... uh, Oh, wait, no. Can I change my pick?
0: Yeah, it's not final. I'm Can not locking it? it
1: in. Yeah, I didn't think about the whole D-Rose homecoming thing. He's going to he's gonna put on a show. I completely forgot about that. Okay, okay. Give me – that changes things. Give me Knicks by 10.
0: By 10? By 10. Okay. All right. That, yeah, because if D-Rose is having that type
1: of – If D-Rose is having that type of game, then nah. Nah, give
0: me Knicks. I'm taking the Bulls by four. I I think, as I talked about at the very beginning, I think the Bulls are going to be good this year. Uh, Also, Dwayne Wade is my favorite player ever, so I'm biased. Yeah. Um, Okay, Saturday's games. Houston at Atlanta.
1: Houston (laughs) at Atlanta. Dwight Howard. That's a good one. James Harden. Yeah. And they're at Atlanta Oh yeah give me give me Atlanta by give me Atlanta by eleven.
0: Atlanta by eleven i yeah. i I'm going Atlanta too. I don't exactly know what they're going to win by, uh, but I'll say double digits. I don't think Houston's that good, and um, I nah. think Dwight Howard is going to find his niche in Atlanta. I think he's more yeah. comfortable back home, too. And so I think he's going to uh, – they're going to take this one. Uh, Sacramento at Milwaukee. This is two kind of on-the-fence teams.
1: You picked some really tough games. I, was, I can't lie. I was expecting a little bit easier picks here. Okay, give me Kings at Bucks. I've picked the home team in every one of these, haven't I?
0: No, you picked the I Knicks. Gonna...
1: Oh, yeah, I did pick the Knicks. Okay, give me – Give me the Bucks by eight.
0: Bucks by eight. Yep. I like Milwaukee. I said last week I think they're gonna scratch the playoffs, but uh, I think I'm going Sacramento here. Okay. Um, Rudy Gay. What for? Rudy Gay is a very Rudy consistent. He's playing really well right now. He's playing really well. He's a very, very, very consistent player in Sacramento. Throw Boogie in there. I think they take down Milwaukee, but. Giannis will play good. The Greek freak, the alphabet, he'll play good. Yeah, I think that size is gonna bother Boogie a little bit. I think
1: Milwaukee size will.
0: Garbage game of the week on Sunday. Phoenix at LA, Lakers.
1: (laughs) Oh man, you weren't lying about that one. Um,
0: No defense, lots of scoring. Lots of scoring, lots of up and down. You know what? Give me,
1: give me the Lakers. Give me the Lakers by four. Close game.
0: I think I'm taking the Lakers here too. I like Devin Booker. I think the Suns um, could win this game. But uh, D'Angelo is making a statement on his home turf so far this year. Mm-hmm. Just playing well. Um, mm-hmm. And if they play well against a mediocre phoenix team and i say mediocre let's say lower tier mediocre
1: uh, <laughs> i was wondering about that
0: i think that's i think la takes it uh i think la takes it by three it's close LA it's close three. it's a shootout yeah, for sure I, I, shootout for sure yeah for sure all right so we got our picks that was in. fun y'all get you all in at home and uh if you listen let us know what you think and uh That's.
1: Did you write those down?
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. And so I guess as far as keeping score, we'll just as long as you get the team right, we'll count it. I guess it's hard to tiebreaker points. We would literally go like Owen eighty-two from here on out if we we added points. (laughs) Bonus points if you if you get the get the uh, spread right. Bonus points. I'll tweet you if you get the if you get the (laughs) if you get the actual point spread right. So, all right, it's been fun. Ready yep, to do it again absolutely.
1: next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to see what, what happens this next week of sports. And uh, we definitely got to get into some point guard talk next week. Try to get in the top five point guards. I'm interested to see who you think the top five are. So, we can count. We can book that one. We know we 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 one of yours is one hard. So. so yeah, I'll have Yeah.
0: I'll have to do some research and pull one out of my hat that you're not expecting because I did that with the Hornets, and look what they're doing. They're winning they're out there winning ball games baby
1: yeah they got 40 more
0: 40 more wins (laughs) to go yeah Yeah, but they're they're on the right track and that's all that matters alright well that was one on one and uh, we'll see you next week see you guys